This is a Kitty Pod production. From Television City in Hollywood. Hey, man! Welcome to episode number 163 of the Keep It To Yourself podcast, the most above average podcast ever to hit your ear holes. Still free from coronavirus since 2020. How long will that stay? Who's to know? Or who's to say, rather? Alright, can I take over the intro for once? Uh, the idiot you hear talking is known as Jason Bullet, Or at least that's his name, anyway. The regulator, innovator, dominator, creator, a theta, plus the imitator, assassinator, baby. Demand the hour. Woo! Too sweet to be sour, Jack. That's right, it's me, Smokey Bear. I'm your premium. Gosh, what a neat guy. The cream of the crop. Nobody does it better. In case you're wondering, I kicked them out while all those little sounders were playing. I needed the cover, and desperately. Baby, baby. Well, anyway, it's episode 163 of the old kitty pods I mentioned before. I was so rudely interrupted. I hope I give him COVID, and coronavirus is going to play a part in this episode. I'll tell you why in just a bit. But first, let's get to the social media. You can follow this podcast on Twitter at keep underscore podcast. There's also the Facebook page. To check out as well, and that will quickly end that part of the podcast. So it's like this, Your Honor. Starting out the vanity portion in kind of an unusual way. Mix it up a little bit. I've had the house to myself here, Bullet House. How redundant is that? I would think so too. I'm gonna mention them. I'm gonna recognize them. Anyway, um, I last saw my dad back on the 6th of August, and it came to my attention back on Monday that his companion, on her way back from visiting Foxwoods and going to Rhode Island and the Connecticut coastline for their annual little uh, ladies trip, I'll call it that for lack of a better term, she had to stop at the MGM Casino in Springfield, and then four days later, I get a little text from my dad saying that Nancy had gotten COVID. So hitting close to home for your boy. And incidentally, the mask mandate has been reinforced or brought back into force at my workplace. Everybody's now like uh, kind of loosey goosey about the whole thing. There's no real enforcement. But you know what? I don't mind. Kind of weird to me. I'm like, eh, been there, done that. But back to the lecture at hand. Nancy had to isolate. That's my dad's companion. And then two days later, I got a text from Nancy saying that my dad had gotten it. King COVID the 19th hit close to home yet again, folks. I mean, I had to really take care of myself, keep my feet, mind my P's and Q's as far as masking up, going indoors, just avoiding crowds and all that. So everybody's fine. It's just mild symptoms. They got their four shots, the two main ones and the two boosters. I've yet to wait for mine. Actually, I'm waiting for mine. I've yet to get it. Or at least see if it's going to be available before too, too long here. So everybody's doing great. I'm recording this about... A few days after I record the intro. So everybody is fine. My dad tested negative yesterday as I record this. And here's hoping we get the same result today. So it's, now with the medical update over. We're going to go right to other parts of the vanity portion. It's a noteworthy one. I've been looking to further my lot in the employment game. You know, maybe get a new job. Ebiz Docs, where I work, shout out. Has been great to me. But I figured, well, two years it's time for me to move on to greener pastures or at least find something I know I can enjoy doing. So 
I had to ask for advice. And I was like, well, who do I ask? Like, well, get my, get together with somebody in the autism support group. That's what somebody in our chapter of the autism society said. So I did. And oddly enough, he was a guy who used to work there. It's this guy named Brandon. And he works for New York State down in Albany. So I said, hey, man, you want to get together after work one of these days? I said, sure. Finally got around to it. Went to this place right on State Street. I'm going to give them the shout-out right here. They're not a sponsor, but they treat us well. The Hollow Bar and Kitchen, right there on State Street. You're about a good mile or so from the uh, arena downtown. And USS Slater and all that. So we met. I had a just about an entirely vegan cuisine that night. So I had a vegan sandwich on a vegan bun. Actually, I actually had a Beyond Burger on a vegan bun, vegan cheese, two dollars extra. I admitted that to my day. It's like, well, you could have all that stuff, man. <laughs> I'm just watching uh, CM Punk beating the tar out of John Moxley and. It's a pull bar brawl. Security's got to get in there and break it up and, you know, restore order. At least as much as you can get here. Anyway, sorry for the distraction. Why, well, you ought to be. All right. I can, can't ignore you for too long anyway. <laughs> so I had a nice uh, little supper. Very constructive talk. And you said, you know, there's this thing here too. Uh, there's this thing called Access VR, which is actually an acronym for Adult adult career and continuing education services vocational rehab rehabilitation the former name really formal i should say hello congrats to trilogy and the big three by the way going to the championship game and they're at it again folks all right so in any event had a great constructive chat and called access vr where you can apply to have like job coaching services accounts are gonna be there but you gotta do some of the heavy lifting yourself i mean they're here to help but you gotta pull your part of the weight there or tote that bar lift that bail you get a little psychotic or they'll throw you in jail they're trying to but they're trying to cuff moxley i don't know what's going on anyway why don't you shut the tv off okay ba bing ba boom we did it all right all right, back to the lecture at hand, distraction-free. Now, you see what happened is when you sign up, you apply to Access VR. I got the email today saying that you should probably make an appointment to talk to somebody. Now, I used to do, like, virtual things and whatnot, but as of two weeks ago, the offices are, are open for this thing, but you have to make an appointment ahead of time. And I'll be looking to do just that before too, too long here. Probably in the next few weeks. I don't know if there's anything that I can talk about that came out of these meetings, but I will certainly give everybody an update when this time arrives. Also, one thing I want to note here is that I was looking at this other restaurant, Kitty Corner from the Hollow, and it was had a great name called The Bishop, and I kind of give it a wry smile because I keep thinking about that Monty Python sketch. Okay, Divius, don't move. The Bishop. That's one of my favorite Monty Python flying circus sketches of all time. So, well, I looked at the menu and it was rather pricey. So we decided, you know what, let's go kitty corner across the street. Let's roll the dice, see what happens on that whole deal. So 
So back to access VR here as I'm getting pulled left, right, and center. You go have a meeting with this counselor. You get assigned a, a case there, and they're working with you. You know, they'll suggest all this stuff, but as far as careers go, working your way toward an employment goal, you got, I want to be XYZ by such and such a date. They'll tell you, okay, here's what you need to do to achieve that end. And you got to do some of the work. They're here to, they're here to encourage you, but you got to put in the effort yourself. Or else they're going to be like, well, I guess you're not interested. All right, we'll see you soon there, bud. <laughs> I was imitating somebody else, not that guy. So, <laughs> just thought I'd clear the air there. So, it was a very productive dinner, very productive chat. Got some great stuff out of it. Oh, yeah, the uh, 55 BC voucher for New York State, too. That's for people with disabilities and also veterans. If there's any veterans out there, thank you for your service and thanks for listening. And all that. May your shirts be drip dry. Anywho's it's also take care of that. Got ahead of the game on that one. Emailed the application, as I mentioned earlier, and now he's trying to get out of the dead end alley without getting beaten up, as it were. So it was a productive week. And we're winding down the summer of 2022. I really don't have that much to talk about here. Everybody in the family is getting better. I hope to see uh, my dad and his companion back here at Bullet House. And all going well, they should be here sometime this weekend. We'll get something special on the books here. And like I said, I'll tell you all about those doings once the time comes. Stay tuned. Watch this space. Okay, I want to admit something to you here right now. I had a whole stack of papers, which were what I thought were relevant parts of this book by a gentleman named Mark Seeger, who passed away almost 25 years ago in England in an automobile accident. It's called Coping, a survival guide for people with Asperger's syndrome. As it was known at the time, it's now called high-functioning autism. I was able to snag a copy online. I'm going to read it for you right now. And it's about this very subject I was trying to get at earlier, but now I finally managed to get the right one. It's called Jobs and Interviews. It's like, you know, he was a young adult when he passed away, so we didn't have anything about autism in later life. Because this stuff stays with you. It's like luggage. But anyway, here is the section of the book called Jobs and Interviews. I'm sure that some of this is dated. Some of it's changed now with everything. Some two decades quarter century later, however long it's been. So when it comes to jobs and interviews, here's what the late great Mr. Seeger, or Seagar, if you will, had to say. In an interview, body language is extra important and you want to look confident and relaxed. You're also expected to sit still with your arms by your side or on your lap in a good posture and this might be an effort for you. You're expected to speak clearly and professionally. First impressions are extremely important. I'm quoting here. Prepare as many possible answers for as many possible questions as you can, but don't over-rehearse or rigidify your answers. At this stage, it's good to get help. If I do something like that. Know what your skills and talents are. I'm sure the counselor with Access VR could help me out there. The interview will often drop you a few hints, bold text, towards the end of the interview using mainly body language, italics, to let you know whether you're likely or unlikely to get the job. Now, those of us on the spectrum, well, that's where we have some issues right there, a little trouble up. 
we can't really social cues unless we don't know what we can't read people's minds then again who can like am i gonna get the gig am i gonna get shut out it's like thank you but no you know there are courses and classes around which teach interview technique i'm sure they're out there in this neck of the woods too this side of the pond all the same rules apply in the workplace that they do anywhere else but the one difference here is that there is something at stake your job and possibly your future this means it's extra important to keep a clean slate or you might be a target for scapegoating, which is a very nasty threat to your job. That means you get blamed for something else somebody did or something somebody else did. I apologize for that. Sorry, a little misstep. If in doubt, keep quiet. This is often seen as a good quality in the office. What's that quote by Abraham Lincoln I'm thinking uh, about... Uh, if a fool keeps his mouth shut, he's all good. Otherwise, he'll be considered one if he just opens his mouth like that. Something. Don't quote me on the whole quote. <laughs> like it or not, as an autistic person or someone with AS or high-functioning autism, some jobs will be more suitable than others. Here's some examples. And this was what I was trying to get at earlier. Suitable jobs like a computer programmer, computer technician or opera, anything to do with computers essentially. Uh, graphic designer, research scientist, medical research scientist. Kind of redundant, those. Architect, pharmacist, anything in STEM, essentially. Science, technology, engineering, mathematics. Mr. Seeger says, which are respect All these are respected professions which generally take place in environments with people who tend to be perhaps just a little bit more accepting of the needs of those who worry. Please note that I have specifically chosen, I being the author, of course, have specifically chosen to show quite difficult careers here, and there are plenty of easier ones available. Data entry, anyone like me or doc prep where I work? All right, well, here's what I was trying to get at, really, and that's unsuitable jobs. Like a salesman, no thanks, a manager. There's this video by this guy from Australia, speaking of which, how... You know, those of us in the spectrum, we just aren't built for leadership. We're just not. I haven't watched it, but it's in my watch later queue on YouTube. Yeah, after all, leadership and making snap decisions. Solicitor or lawyer, even though there are some on the spectrum who go to law school. A police officer, doctor, dentist, or health inspector. Secondary school teacher, airline pilot. All of which can be highly stressful and competitive occupations that involve making difficult decisions and compromises under intense pressure from other people. Some also involve using and interpreting body language in a subtle way. And there's that. Mr. Seeger continues on. In the workplace, everyone is usually under a constant struggle to keep their jobs. This means being organized and methodical all the time to avoid confusing situations. Good communication is very important. Sad as it may seem, devious games can occur in the workplace and sometimes you might feel great compassion for someone else who is on the verge of losing their job unfairly. However, to defend them can often be putting your own job at risk as well. If you do wish to defend someone against a higher authority, first ask yourself whether it's worth the risk. I would say stay out of it. That's just my opinion. I certainly don't want to be on either side. As the guy who's threatening to get the axe or... Somebody who's, you know, looking to defend the person who could get the axe. 
All right, next page. Be on the lookout for the authoritarian personality, in air quotes. These are people who tend to be very much bound by the rule book, very respectable of higher authority, bossy to junior staff, and quite hard to reason with. What really needs to be remembered is the fact that these people can often be much more cunning than they look. I can really take that to heart. I'm on good terms with a number of the higher-ups, so... I, but I also, at the same time, don't want to feel like a brown noser or a kiss-ass or something like that, even though my dad told me, well, when he worked, you know, pre-pandemic, he would tell me a story and he would play it off as being like, oh, that's called being a kiss-ass. I don't know if he meant it that way, but I just took it as fact that I didn't question him on it in any way, shape, or form. All right, back to the late lamented Mr. Seeger. If you are doing your own research, you may find yourself in a situation where you wish to patent copyright or create proof of ownership of a piece of work you have produced. The easiest thing to do is make a copy, sale in an envelope, and post it to your home address. So you're mailing it yourself, essentially. Mailing it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. You get it. It gets the date stamped on it in the post. Do not open the envelope when it arrives, but keep it sealed and stored away in a safe place. Recorded delivery may be more reliable and legally airtight. So like registered mail, like uh, do that little thing there with the green slip and all that. Also, keep any notes you have written while producing your work. He says, whilst, you can tell this is from the UK. You now have legal proof that it is your work and should not have to worry. Stutter step there, sorry. You should not have to worry too much about it falling into the wrong hands. Talk much. Uh, well, he's going to a little more here about the types of personalities. You tend to meet three different kinds of people in life. Meek, assertive, and aggressive. Aim to be in the middle category. And Mr. Seeger breaks down each of these personalities. First of all, you don't want to be this guy, the meek one. Meek person is someone who looks down, keeps his fist clenched. That's a closed signal. Often speaks too quietly. Steps backwards when spoken to, has a weak handshake, the old limp wrist, the limp fist, whatever it's called, limp fish, limp biscuit. Anyway, uh, has a weak handshake, is easily put down by others, is often angry with himself for allowing others to take advantage of him, is shy and withdrawn in company, cannot accept compliments, and says, oh dear, and sorry too much. Here's what you want to be. Well, let's do the aggressive first. Let's go to the other end of the pole. Aggressive standstill with stiff, rigid posture. Keeps his arms folded. Shouts and points fingers. Bangs desk or table. May give eye contact almost the whole time he is speaking. It means looking you straight in the eye like daggers. Is better at talking than at listening. Likes telling others what to do, like boss him around. Thinks his own opinion is always right. Likes to tell other people they're useless. And tends to make themselves quite lonely because people feel they have to be careful around them. Don't take being how I went gender neutral on that whole deal. Well, here's what you want to be. Here's the assertive types. And this is something to which you want to aspire in the workplace. Has an upright but relaxed stance. Maintains eye contact when listening or speaking for over two-thirds of the time, looking at faces as a whole. Has a firm handshake but not too firm. You know, put her in a vice but not too hard. Don't put the old G.I. Joe Kung Fu grip in there. <laughs> is able to say no when needs must. Or like when uh, the situation calls for it. 
can express his true feeling or their true feelings, is interested in other people's opinions as well as their own, and tries to treat everyone as equals. And that's it. That's all he said. That's it. That's the list. So for those of you in similar positions, you know what it's like now to have a job coach, which could be yours truly in the near future, or having one at their disposal to help them out. And for those of you in the workplace, I just gave some pointers right there. So hope you found that informative, a brief episode, a briefer one than we've had recently, especially that last one. I hope you found that informative. All right, folks, we're going to bring this short rickety flight home. But before we do, we got some pod shout outs I want to get to here. First up, GFA Live Greens from Allentown, Peter Winston and Keith Langston. Watch an episode of Primetime Wrestling, but this is the British version that aired July 20th of 1992. You can follow the podcast at GF Allentown. Also check out Peter Winston's YouTube page, too. The Sportscaster, Steve Bennett, Season 12, keeps rolling right along. The most recent episode, Stuart Mandel at The Athletic, talking college football. And speaking of wrestling, going back to that for a hot sec, Brian Gewurz, who spent 16 years as a writer with WWE, the Attitude Era, and the PG, and the Ruthless Aggression. He saw it all, boy. And you can follow Steve at the Sportscasters on Twitter, and the Sportscasters, there's an underscore in there somewhere, I think in the Twitter, and then the Sportscasters on Instagram. There's also the Break It Down Show, Pete A. Turner, most recent episode, Bianca and Chiara D'Ambrosio, and twins. Great episode there. You can follow the show at Break It Down Show across all your social media, and the host of saying Pete A. Turner at Pete A. Turner. The Loyal Littles podcast, Chuck and Roxy had Patrick Smith, who made an announcement about the Loyal Littles Fantasy Football League. I've yet to get signed up for that one. i got to check my email on that whole deal. And Ted Kennison also made an appearance. You can follow the show at Loyal Littles Pod on Twitter and the Loyal Littles Podcast on Instagram. And speaking of the Littles, I'm going to plug another one here. It's called Midwest Bias. Kirsten K.J. Onstad. Host this great podcast all the way out there in Minnesota. Oh, yeah. It's a big time deal, you know. And on this podcast, she had Michelle Pendleton as her guest. She also got through COVID, too, just like the host's grandfather. Not grandpa. Just like the host's father. I should stop talking like this. I get my words mixed up in that. Okay, back to it. You can follow Kirsten Onstad, KJ, at Buffalo underscore Alice on Instagram. And you can follow the show at Midwest Bias Pod. I think that's what it is. I'm going to check right now. I got the thing with me. And I was right. Midwest Bias Pod on Twitter. Buffalo underscore Alice. That's her Twitter account. KJ. And I don't think she's on Instagram anymore. I haven't seen anything from her. And finally, and I certainly mean that, 1 in 44, the Anderson Center for Autism. Paul Simmons, C-I-M-I-N-S, Autism Radio. That's essentially what this podcast is. <laughs> you can follow the Anderson Center at Anderson Autism on Twitter and on Instagram at Anderson Center for Autism. 
So lengthy pause shout outs, but there you have it right there, folks. As for this little dog and pony show of a dumpster fire, you can listen on Apple Podcast, on Spotify, on Google Podcast, on CastBox, or you'll name podcatcher here. If said podcatcher has rating and review capabilities, either or, do yourself a favor and do me an even bigger one by giving this podcast a five-star rating and a good write-up. It really helps me out. Thank you in advance of all that and for all that, too. And on that rather discordant note, we're going to bring to an end, formally, the 163rd episode of the Keep It To Yourself podcast. I certainly appreciate you listening and your support and all that. I will talk to you soon, whatever that may be. Oh, by the way, I forgot to put this in the shout-outs as I get ready to head out the door. The long-awaited, much-anticipated Season 3 of my true crime podcast, CR Crime, True Tales from New York's Capital Region of True Crime or something like that. That's not the official title, but you get it. We have an episode on Betty Conley, so we're going to have episode number one of Season 3 coming up real, real, real soon. Lamps Boy Scouts Honor. Actually, I was Cub Scout. Anyway, I I left one shy of making the promotion. Anyway, story of my life, friends. But that's going to be it for this episode. Thanks for listening. This is going to drop on Friday, so I hope you have a great weekend and a safe one. Ain't too many of these summer weekends left, so get out there and enjoy them while you can. And as always, and above all else, wait for it. Wait for it. Keep smiling. Otis lives. Capitan lives too. Hey, Clavin! Wake up! The show's over. Oh, yeah! Kick it! Okay, Davis! Don't move! The bishop! Honestly, what the f are we doing here? This has been a Kitty Pod production. Produced in Saratoga County, New York. Shared with the world.